Welcome to the Sharing Our Journey podcast, a podcast ministry of Harrodsburg Baptist Church. I am your host, Jonathan Johnston, and joining me uh, today is our children's minister here at HBC, Andrea Ball. Hello. And Andrea specifically is on this episode because uh, we are continuing our sermon series on the way, and this week we are looking at the way of joy. And if you haven't met Andrea, uh, anyone who meets Andrea, one of the first things they tell me if they're describing her later is about her joy. And so we want to start out the podcast today by talking a little bit about what is joy, because that word is used a lot in our world. We sing it at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talk about things that maybe are joyful. But when we think about what joy is, are we talking about happiness, Andrea? No, we're talking about something definitely that runs much deeper. And um, I'd say something that's not tied to our circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and you specifically, as I said, a lot of people, when they talk about Andrea Ball, they reference the joy that you have because consistently and, and having worked with you for over a year now, um, maybe almost two time flies. Um, wow. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> I will say that it is something consistent in, in your life because you're, you're smiling most of the time, even though we've been around each other when things weren't great, mm-hmm. things were hard. Um, so it, you said it was something deeper. So where does that come from? comes from Christ and just, I just feel like happiness isn't something that you hold in your heart, but joy comes from Christ and it's what, it's the promise that we have in him. Um, It comes from a relationship with him. It comes from um, just being in a relationship with him and, and intimacy with him and when you have that in your life, regardless of what you're going through, nothing can rob you mm-hmm. of that joy. Um, and I think, you know, the smile that, that I might have on my face despite what's going on um, in my life is because we have so much joy in Christ that, um, that it overflows. It never, it never runs out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in some ways, sometimes I think of joy as almost a choice too, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's how do you choose to look at a situation? Mm-hmm. Because, man, sometimes it's hard to see the good of a situation or the fact that, hey, I can still, I love that you said it can't steal my joy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and that is true. When we have a relationship with Christ, that that can't be taken away. Uh, we see that in Scripture time and time again. And so that's that's a great introduction for what we want to talk about today. We're going to be in Mark chapter 2, uh, and it's an interesting passage perhaps to use to talk about joy, uh, but I think you'll understand as we go through. Uh, but we're going to read verses 18 through 22, and this is um, Jesus is in the midst of, uh, he's having dinner with uh, tax collectors and um, the Pharisees and others are just trying to figure out a way to tear him down and to criticize him for what he's doing because they want to paint a picture that everything he's doing is wrong. Uh, and so that's where we pick up in verse 18, and we're going to read through verse 22. Andrea, do you mind reading that for us? Sure. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. 
Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, he pours new wine into new wineskins. All right. And so right off the, the bat here, we see... <laughs> The criticism coming, right? Jesus is there, and and the Pharisees and John's disciples, so those were the people who followed John the Baptist, they're fasting. And, and there's scripture that talks about the importance of fasting, so this is not to belittle that. But they ask Jesus, hey, why, why do John's disciples fast, and the Pharisees are fasting, but your disciples aren't? And they want to know, well, why, why, are you, why are you not doing? And it's almost like they're painting a picture, well, clearly your followers are not as holy as these others because they're fasting and your your followers aren't. Uh, and I love Jesus' answer. He always has the right answer, but, but I love his answer because he, he looks at him, he's like, the wedding party or the wedding guests, they don't fast while the bridegroom's there. It's a time of joy. It's a it's a party, mm-hmm. right? And think uh, like any of us can think of weddings we've been to. You don't go to the wedding reception and <laughs> sit around in sorrow. It's a time to be happy. Hopefully and not. <laughs> hopefully not, right? If so, man, maybe you should have spoken up when they said, does anyone have a reason these two should not be joined? But Jesus is pointing out, and specifically here, he's talking about himself and how he is with them, but he, he says there's going to come a time when I'm not going to be with them, and they'll fast mm-hmm. then. And for us, we have to remember we live in a time where he's never going to be taken away from us. Mm-hmm. So the bridegroom is always with us. If anything, we're looking forward to when he comes a second time to be with us for all of eternity, which will be an even bigger celebration. But even now, we can look at this and say, well, we, we have cause for joy in our lives today because he's with us. Always. We, we don't have to fast and mourn right now because we have him. He's mm-hmm. present. Uh, and fasting in our day and time, I think it's helpful if we if we fast sometimes to get ourselves away from routine or distractions uh, maybe that we've filled our lives because fasting is not always food. Uh, if you're listening to this and aren't aware, sometimes fasting is, hey, I'm going to take a fast from social media for a month. That might be healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, or, or maybe it's, hey, I've been watching too much television or I've been spending too much time working and I need to spend time with my family. So I'm going to fast from that for a bit. And sometimes we call that a vacation, right? Um, so fasting is not harmful in and of itself. But but what they were doing is that you get the sense that their fasting was almost sorrowful or a time of mourning. Jesus is like, why, why would my, my disciples be sad when I'm, I'm right here mm-hmm. they they love me I love them like this this is the this is the time to celebrate uh, and I just love that that picture when we're looking at the way of joy 
the fact that the presence of Christ, and you you said that earlier when you were talking about your joy, it comes from Him. It comes from Him being in our lives. Mm-hmm. The fact we can say, yeah, man, this this time I'm going through in life is so hard, but I'm not alone. I'm not alone. The bridegroom is with me, and I can celebrate uh, the fact that He's right here. Uh, it doesn't make those times easier necessarily. Those are still hard times. But it can change your perspective, and it, it does add joy to hard times. Uh, and then from that, people see the testimony that comes from that. Um, and then then we get into two illustrations he gives that I think we have to unpack a little bit in our day to understand um, because we have an abundance of types of fabric or cloth that we can patch things with. So this illustration may not make sense to us today because of that, but they didn't have an overabundance of types of fabric they were using. And in some of the research I was doing, I, I was trying to figure out, well, what, what does it mean unshrunk cloth and, and what's the difference that and with the old garment. So the garments they had and what they were made out of when you would wash them, when they would get wet, the first time, they would shrink. Hmm. They would draw up. And some fabrics we have, right? We have, uh, you buy 100% pre-shrunk cotton. So that tells you it's already been shrunk. That way, you don't buy a size and then a week after be like, well, now this is too small for me to wear. <laughs> so, so Jesus is painting that same picture. But he's saying, you don't sew a patch of this unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Well, well, why? Because the new patch will pull away from the old cloth when, it, when you wash it. You go to wash it, and that patch is going to shrink because it never shrunk before. And a patch that shrinks is going to, it says, pull away from the old cloth, and it says, and a worse tear is made. So you imagine this person who has tirelessly sewn this patch, trying to make their old garment good. Mm-hmm. But then you wash it. And that new cloth shrinks and it pulls at the old fabric and tears an even bigger hole than what you had before. And Jesus is, is telling the Pharisees in this moment, I'm, I'm not a plug-and-play solution, right? He, he's saying it's not me and the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's me and I make things new. And I think so many times in, in our lives we... I don't know where we get confused this way, but I think so many times we think Jesus makes us better and we use that language when really all throughout Scripture what we're told is, no, he comes and makes you new. The old is gone. And that's what he's saying with this cloth is, man, just get rid of it. That, That cloth has a hole in it. It's not working anymore. Just toss it and just take this whole new cloth. Don't do a new patch. Don't Don't take a little bit of new. Like do the whole thing, uh, and I just I just love that illustration that he uses because there's a lot of things in life I think that we try to add Jesus to, mm-hmm. and say, well, Jesus will make this better. And what Jesus wants to do is he he wants to say no, like get rid of that and let me give you something new. What I give you will be better than what that was. But it's not just improving it. Yeah. Um, and that's true of our own lives, too. Uh, and then from that, he goes into 
the next thing, which is about wineskins. Again, this required a little research <laughs> on my part because I, I don't know a lot about wineskins. Wineskins at this time uh, that Jesus is saying this were made from uh, goat hide. So they would take the skin of goats and God in his wonderful creation <laughs> created uh, the skin of goats to have just the perfect elasticity that you could pour uh, un unfermented grape juice into a new wineskin. And for, for you podcasters out there listening, you can look this up. Uh, grape juice, when it ferments, expands. So the wineskin being new, it would stretch with that wine. And then they would pour from that and they would pour the wine out and serve it. But something interesting happens to that goat hide after it's been used once. It dries. And dry goat hide becomes brittle. And it loses its elasticity. And so what Jesus is saying is if you take a wineskin that's had wine in it before, it's already stretched. It's now brittle. You pour that unfermented grape juice in it now. When it ferments and expands, it's going to burst the wineskin and, and spill, and you're going to lose all that wine, plus the wineskin's gone. And again, so it's another picture of, of a caution of trying to fit Jesus into whatever it is you're doing or some mold that you have for him and say, oh, well, now I have Jesus. I'll add him to my life, and my life will be great. And, and he's saying that doesn't work that way. Yeah. It has to be new. Uh, and, I, and I just think it's a very interesting picture he's given them of what Christ does when he comes into our life. And earlier you were talking about our relationship with him and the joy that brings. Um, and that's not, I didn't, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't hear you saying that Jesus uh, provides you the ability to have joy. I heard you saying like he, he brings you the joy. He is. He is our joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, he creates that in you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I just think there's so many things in life that we, that, that we try to hold on to. And I'm not saying that those things in and of themselves are bad, but when, when something better, which Christ is, comes along, and he says, man, what I, what I want to do is I want you to see that you were dead, and now I've come to bring you life, and I've come to make you a new creation. So the old things have to pass away. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think too many times we wrestle in life trying to hold on to those old things and trying to make Jesus work in that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's like the patch of cloth. We're trying to sew him into, oh, well, this is a hole in my life, so I'm going to use Jesus to plug this hole. And he's like, that, that won't work yeah. because I need all of you. Uh, and, and the wineskin is the same. And specifically to the Pharisees, he's talking, uh, it's a great illustration for their religion. Like, look, the old way of doing things, the old covenant, that, that doesn't work anymore. The law, it's not the law plus Jesus. It's not uh, anything plus Jesus. And I think in our day and time, you could easily attach that and say, if you're trying to live life with family plus Jesus or uh, 401k plus Jesus or whatever your identity is plus Jesus, like that doesn't work. Mm. That's not going to be joyful at all. That's going to be no. conflict within your, mm. within your very soul. Um, and Hebrews 10, 1 says it uh, this way, and I, and I love this too. It says, since the law 
has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the actual form of those realities, it can never perfect the worshipers by the same sacrifices they continually offer year after year. Otherwise, wouldn't they have stopped being offered since the worshipers, once purified, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? But in the sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. He's, he's, the writer of Hebrews is showing, and the old law, it, it had its purpose. And it's God's word, so we have to look at that too. But it was a shadow of what was to come. Mm-hmm. It was a shadow of the bridegroom. And that's what Jesus is first saying, my, my guys don't fast because I'm here. Why, why do they need to fast anymore? The time for fasting was before I came. Yeah. But now that I'm here with them, they don't fast. And uh, he, he's just painting this picture of why do we worship? And I, and I think sometimes we can get so caught up in our methodologies of worship or in our traditions or in our thoughts of, of what God is that, that we lose sight of this and we worship the shadow of the realities, like Hebrew says, rather than realizing the real has come. Why, why do we, we don't have to do the shadows anymore. We can get rid of those. Um, and I, I just take great encouragement in that, in, in how we find joy in today's time by realizing that it's not tied up into anything from before. So no matter who, no matter who, I mean, think about the freedom in that. No matter what you've done in your past, no matter who people said you were in your past, no, no matter what you think of yourself from your past, Jesus didn't say, hey, come and let me fix all that. He said, come and let me get away, get rid of it. We're going to throw that out. And then you're going to be something new. Thank you, Neil. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I was thinking this week about it uh, as I'm preparing for for Sunday. You've heard the new and improved, right? We hear that with products all the time. Mm -hmm. It's new and improved. I'm like, really, it can't be both. It can be new and superior, but it can't be new and improved because... If it's That's improved, it's, if it's improved, it's not new. Yeah. You just improved what was old. What was old? But it can be new and superior. It can be new and better than what was. And I think that's what they mean when they say new and improved, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same product name, but hey, this is a new product that's better than what used to have this name. What what used to, and and I, that just hit me when I was thinking. I was like, man. So when I came to faith in Christ, the being that was known as Jonathan Johnston. He didn't just get improved. Hey, what replaced that one is this new version that's better than what he was. Hmm. And I think it, it just changed my perspective on how we look at that. And, and there's joy in that. Mm-hmm. That's the way of joy is realizing, man, we're, we're new. All that other stuff is gone. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I would hope in our life today we can see that Jesus is not like a, a software update that you, you plug in and expect him to improve your, your quality of life or whatever's going on. He, your life will be better following Christ than it was previously, um, but not because he's, he's improving you. It's because if you truly give in to him and follow him, he's going to make you That's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that doesn't mean we're perfect. We're not, we don't come off the assembly line 
in full working order and perfect. He still has to tweak some things with us throughout life, but he shows us a new way. Uh, even when we go back to Jesus saying, I've come that they have life and have it more abundantly. Well, again, that's not improving. He says, I've, I've come that they would have life. That indicates we didn't, mm-hmm. right? We were dead. So he says, you didn't have life. You were dead. So I'm going to make you new. Uh, and it's just refreshing to me to, to read this and see how we can go through life. And, and the way of joy is a way of of new creation. It's a way of old things passing away. And it's found exclusively in Jesus. Nothing else will give us that fulfillment. And you, you said that earlier when you were talking about the relationship with him, and that's what brings joy. Um, because you won't find it in this world. No. Because hard things come. Hard weeks come. Hard days come. <laughs> and that's when, like you said, the joy sometimes is a choice and just choosing to believe that God's working in everything mm-hmm. for our good. And Yeah. And then when you and when you do that, it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. You've walked that. That's not easy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the beauty when it's done, when when you faithfully uh, rest in Him, which is Sabbath rest, right? So when you rest in Him and allow His power to work through you when you cannot. So when when He produces joy in you, when you're at at those moments where you, your resources are tapped. But he's the joy in there. And when you let that shine through in the midst of hard times, I happen to believe that's why a lot of people who, when they talk about Andrea Ball and they talk about her joy, what they've seen is, man, we've seen Andrea go through some really hard times. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, we've seen a consistency that is the joy that she has in Christ. Um, And if things were always working out for us, I don't know if the world would always notice the joy because it's easy to be joy. That's, that's what Satan's uh, whole thing with Job was, right? Job. Oh yeah. God, Job's praising you because you do everything for him. Let, let me mess with him some and then see. Mm-hmm. And we, man, he, Job gets messed with a lot, but at the end of it, he never curses God. He never completely loses heart. There's times he wishes for his own death. (laughs) So it's hard, Mm -hmm. but he never speaks an angry word to God. And at the end, he, he praises God still because he he's found, and this is before Jesus, but he has found this, this joy. He has hope in, in the one who will send the redeemer. Um, And so if you're listening to this today, um, I don't know where life finds you. I don't know if you're walking through a deep, dark valley or maybe maybe you're on top of a mountain right now. But wherever you, you're found, understand that joy is not circumstantial. Joy is it's one of the fruit of the Spirit for a reason because it's something that the Holy Spirit produces in you so that you can use it as Oddly enough, you can use joy as a tool in the midst of your sorrow to, to pump yourself up, to, to say, all right, I can go on because there's life in him, there's newness in him, uh, and, and 
if all the old stuff in my life, he was able to pass that away and, and throw that away, then whatever I'm walking through right now, he's going to be able to throw that away too and get me through to the other side. Um, and so whatever you're walking through now, no matter what difficulty you find yourself in, please hear in this podcast from what Andrea has shared and, and what I'm sharing and what God's word has said, you can't do this life by trying to add Jesus to whatever it is you're, you're holding on to and expect it to work. What Jesus calls you to is to be a new wineskin, to get rid of the old, to allow him to fill and expand this new wineskin um, because that's the only way it works. And you can find that through walking daily with him, through beginning a relationship with him. He's done everything necessary to bring you into a relationship with him through his death uh, on the cross, through his burial, through his resurrection. He brings you life. He's done all that. It's, that work's done. All we have to do is acknowledge that we need a Savior and that he is the only Savior the world has, the only Savior that we have. Um, and when you call out to him, he will, he will come to you you can begin walking with him wherever you are today and you will experience a newness of life. He will make you a new creation, but you have to be willing to let go of those old things. You can't go back and try to hold on to the old and, and make it work with the new. Uh, he's clear on that in this passage. So, It's my prayer to you for anybody listening that you would find a relationship with Jesus and that you would experience the joy that can be your your constant companion yeah it, it will be with you when when no one else is uh, Jesus says he is the friend who sticks closer than any brother um, and there there's there's no way really to describe it until you experience it you, you can listen to people describe it all day long but until you walk in it until you have been in those dark places, and had the joy of the Lord still giving you strength. Mm -hmm. You just don't understand it until you're there. Um, so that is our prayer for you today. And uh, we, we hope that you'll continue on this journey with us through this sermon series, The Way, Following Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. Again, it's going to take us all the way a week past Easter. Uh, so April 16th will be the final week of it. Uh, and we're just looking at, Jesus in the Gospel of Mark and all the different uh, things he shows us about what it means to follow him, what it means to be part of the way, uh, as Christianity used to be called uh, in, in the New Testament. So, um, again, we, we pray that you're a follower of Christ. If you're not, you've heard how to become one. Uh, and if you are a follower of Christ, you really can't do this alone. You need to be plugged into a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching community of believers wherever you're located, wherever you can consistently go and, and, and be part of the family of God, uh, they are there. We are here to love you, support you, come alongside you, sometimes challenge you because that's part of, of our growth. Um, but, yeah, if, if, if you're in the Harrisburg area and we can be any part of helping you, you don't have to land at HBC. If you want to come here and, and talk to us about what you're looking for in a church, and we, we know a lot of churches in the area that I love the leaders of those churches. I talk with them weekly. Um, I would love to point you in the right direction if HBC is not the place for you. Uh, I just want you to be somewhere 
working with other believers to grow in your in your walk with Christ. And so that is our desire. That's the reason we do this podcast. And so until next time, we're going to pray for you that you experience the joy of Christ, that you walk in the way of joy, uh, and that you, you, you throw out the old and live this new life that Christ has, has died for and paid for so that we can enjoy it.